familiar with suffering. Uh, excuse me a minute, Brian. Just yeah. what are you doing? Uh, I'm reading. I'm reading, Frank. I'm, aren't we supposed to just kind of stand up here and, and read? I mean, we kind of have a bunch of people watching us. Shouldn't we work this out? Well, Brian, these are not just a bunch of people. This is, uh, this is our church family. Uh, and second of all, um, they've come here to hear the Christmas story. Uh, right, right. I am. I'm, I'm reading the Christmas story. I'm, I'm reading prophecy about Jesus coming. Isn't, isn't that what you wanted me to do? No, I, I think you're reading about uh, Easter Jesus, and they've come here to hear about Christmas Jesus. Christmas Jesus? Yeah, you know, the, the baby and the manger and the animals and the stables and the shepherds and the star and all that kind of thing. It's, uh, it's Christmas time. And these people, as you can look at them, they're busy shopping. As, uh, so I was asking you about uh, your, your shopping plans. And they've come in here into the sanctuary. There's a reason they call it a sanctuary, by the way. So they can get, a, get away from that hustle and bustle of the shopping season and think about just uh, Christmas Jesus. Just, just Christmas, Jesus. But, but, but why would they want to just hear about that? I mean, this is this is good stuff here. Well, it may be good stuff, but um, uh, you know, it's not really something they want to hear about. They don't want to hear about all that sad stuff. Sad stuff. This stuff isn't sad. Oh, really? Yeah. Now, let me look at your script for oh, a minute. Yeah, it's right here. Oh, really? Let me see here. Uh, he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's not sad at all. Well, well, it's not pleasant, but it is definitely part of the Christmas story. Oh, the Christmas story is about the manger and about uh, no room in the inn part and all that kind of stuff. But that's only part of the story, Frank. Listen, Brian, I know, I know. It's, it is the holidays. No one here really wants to be challenged very much. Think of, think of it this way. Baby Jesus, he's cuddly, he's warm, he's safe. Um, he doesn't really ask a whole much of people. And he looks pretty good on a Christmas card as well. Wait, wait, wait. The incarnate deity is cuddly and warm and safe and, and looks good on a Christmas card? You're saying that, that God becoming flesh and walking among sinful men is, is cuddly, warm, and safe? I mean, it's radical, it's amazing, it's wonderful, it's wild and crazy, but it's far from safe. Brian, most people don't want to hear about all that God and flesh part. They want to hear about the donkey and they want to hear about the stable part. They want to hear about the Christmas story. Well, Frank, I think you're selling people short. I think these smart people here, I think they get what was going on in Bethlehem that night. Brian, I love you, but I think you're crazy. Just look at these people out here this morning. Just, just kind of look at their, their, their faces. See how frazzled they look? Do you know why they look so frazzled? No, no. Because they have a plan about shopping, and they've been out there shopping. They've been out there in the hustle and bustle of, uh, of this uh, shopping season. Uh, we just had Black Friday, and so they're worried as they come in here thinking about how they're going to pay for all that stuff that they've bought online or they've bought with their credit cards, how they're going to pay their bills when those credit card bills come due in January. Uh, let me tell you something. They are worried, and they've come in here to get away from all that, to forget all about that for just a little bit, and we need to give them a good, positive Christmas story about a Christmas Jesus so they can feel good about being here and so that when they leave, they can kind of get on with what they need to do. But, but Frank, how can there be a really good, positive Christmas story without talking about the cross? What, what are you talking about? Well, well, our hope, the good news, isn't that Jesus came. 
I mean, that's great. It's amazing. It's wonderful and beautiful. But, but our hope, the good news of Christmas, comes from the cross and the empty tomb. But Brian, this is Christmas. Do we really need to hear all that stuff now? Well, if not now, when? I mean, we live in a world where we are surrounded every day with watered-down versions of the Christmas story that are just made pleasant and safe and cuddly and nice on Christmas cards. The point is, you know, for us, we need to remember what a wonderful gift Jesus really is. What do you mean by that? Well, he didn't just come to be a cute, cuddly baby. He didn't just come to heal a few people and say some wise, pithy stuff as a teacher. And He didn't even come to start a new religion. The point is, he came to die. He came to die for our sins, for, for no offense, yours and mine, and for all these fine people here. And then after he died, he rose again. And because of that, we can have eternal life. Now, if that isn't what gives hope and comfort this, and peace this Christmas season, I don't know what is. Well, by the way, no offense taken. You're right, I am a sinner. Um, and you're right. So... What do you want us to do? Well, I think, I think you should read your part, and I'll just read mine. <laughs> Who's in charge here, anyway? You, absolutely, sir. Well, we just never, making suggestions. Well, that's a good suggestion. Um, are you sure you want to do it that way? We've really never done it that way before. I'm sure. A little change every now and then is good. All right. I'm all for change. All right. Shall we begin? Absolutely. Let's go. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and familiar with suffering. For unto us a child is born, and to us a son is given, and the government shall be on his shoulders. Surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him, and afflicted. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world, and everyone went to his own town to register there. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. And so Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David because he belonged to the house and to the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was also expecting a child. The Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. And while they were there, there came a time for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. He poured out his life unto death and was numbered with the transgressors. For he bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. I think I'm getting the hang of this now, Brian. For unto us a child is born. But he was pierced.
for our transgressions. Unto us a son is given. He was crushed for our iniquities. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. On the living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. And by his wounds, we are healed. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. He was crushed. He was pierced. And And he he rose rose again. again. 